This is the Demand Excellence Podcast with Jonathan Guess, head football coach of Eagles Landing Christian Academy on the south side of Atlanta. Coach Guess is the author of the book, Demand Excellence, on and off the field. The goal of the Demand Excellence Podcast is to encourage, equip, and entertain Christian leaders and coaches across the world. Today we have a great interview with Coach Carlos Lachlan. He is the Florida State University Director of High School Relations. He held the same title last year at Memphis, so he went with Coach Norvell to Florida State. He is a strong Christian man. God has done mighty things through him. However, it always it wasn't always perfect for him. And so this is his story. We also talk a little bit about his role at Florida State and what he's doing there. But this is his story about how the Holy Spirit has used him to advance the gospel. I hope all you guys enjoy it. And Coach Lott, I appreciate you being on the podcast today. All right, Coach Locke, so tell us about what you're doing at Florida State and, you know, what kind of what your job is there and what your vision is, the new staff's vision for, for what you guys are going to do at Florida State. Um, I am the director of high school relations, and I am the um, direct liaison for all the high school coaches for building relationships with the guys who I call the foundation of the, of the sport, um, of what they do with the um, – young men on the high school level. And I am just a, um, the direct contact for the high school coaches to my staff to be able to come on campus, to be able to build relationships um, with all the high school coaches around the country. And that is pretty much the, um, the sum of my job. So if a high school coach wants to come down to Florida State and, and watch practice or do anything like that, you're their point of contact. Yes, sir. I'll be in point of contact. Uh, they have uh, their uh, kids that they want the coaches to um, see or uh, you know, made aware of. I would um, take their um, list that they see and give them to the appropriate coaches in that area. Um, they uh, coaches come up to watch film, uh, to study everything. Uh, my great head coach, Mike Novell, does office. Uh, what our defense coordinator, Adam Fuller, does on defense. Um, they would just contact me and, like I said, we're welcome and we're open arms to um, come on campus to um, see what Florida State football is all about. Now, did you come – so I know that last year you were with Memphis, so as soon as Coach Norvell got the job, he brings you with him. And did you do the same thing at Memphis? Um, yes, sir. Um, last year was my first year being um, director of high school relations at Memphis. And it is a funny story that um, the first two people he brought from Memphis to be coordinator. And uh, then me, a uh, guy that he only knew, had only you know, met about three and a half years ago. Uh, but I did the same job there at Memphis. I worked my way up to that position because initially I started off as a volunteer in the weight room. And that's where my journey began. So, Coach, you know, following you on Twitter and just talking with you, like I know that that God's done mighty things through your life and uh, to where you've gotten to this point right here. Tell us your story. Tell you know. Tell us your story about the mighty things that God has done through you, and how He's using you to be His instrument. But uh, because you're very motivational, you're very encouraging. Um, you're a light for Jesus Christ. Talk about your story and what God has done in your life. 
I'm honestly, I try to fit this in as much as I can, especially when it comes to talking about the Word of God, talking about what God has done um, in my life. Uh, I am a young man from Montgomery, Alabama, born to a 14-year-old girl who um, has been on his own for quite a while, but I always had that foundation of God in my life that my uncle had um, stolen up to me, and um, that has gotten me a, a long way. The game of football has always been in my life. Um, but like I said, I went through a, a lot of things. I am uh, a survivor of physical and sexual abuse. Uh, I am a man who was uh, a good athlete himself. Um, went to the uh, high school, sitting in there in Montgomery, where uh, everything took off for me. Ended up going to the University of Tennessee Chattanooga where I was uh, four year 11 in there. Uh, had an opportunity to make uh, it to the NFL. It stayed long um, due to an injury. And after that happened, it kind of pushed me away from a lot of things. Um, God has called me about 14, 15 years ago to spread uh, his word, and I didn't want to. I didn't see myself doing that so far. Um, in this 14 or 15 years, man, I, my life was in shambles. Um, the man that you see today, um, is a much different man than I was. And that's only by the, the grace of God. And um, God starts to me and changing my life by the young man that I was able to work with there in the city of Memphis, coaching um, high school football. My journey to being a football coach, I never thought I would you know, be doing that. I had worked in law enforcement um, for a while, um, but I was able to go into the neighborhoods and um, Coach, young man, first starting off the trip in high school, going to Westwood High School and Nance High School and finishing up at Cardova High School. And I kind of stayed in the background. I was always an office coordinator running the weight room at those schools. But those young men, I didn't know at the time that they were pulling into my life, changing my life, changing me from the inside out. Um, I was just a, a sinner, a man running away from um, his true purpose, but God had intended for me to do. And they often say, God will chastise his own. I was sitting in chastise. But about six years ago, I was sleeping in the back of my car because um, things that had happened in my life that I was dealing with. And God spoke to me. He asked me one question. He said, when are you going to do the things that I call for you to do? And at that time, you know, you had the rules of the Lord when you have no one to call on but God. That's when things get real. So I lifted my head, lifted my head, and I said, Lord, I submit myself to you. I commit my life to doing whatever it is you call, call me to do. And from that point on, uh, things took off. Uh, I walked over to uh, Memphis about three years ago. I had a DM, a guy named Josh Stone, who's our strength coach. Uh, February 17th, um, 2017, around 11.55 um, a.m. He asked me to come over. I told him my story. He said, I believe in you. I want to help you. Um, from that point, I started off in the weight room. And the first rack that I got on, it was three individuals there. Um, one was named Daryl Henderson, Tony Pollard, and Patrick Taylor. Those three guys, I developed a relationship with them, and they motivated me every day. Um, they knew what I was enduring to be there every day. I would work um, at nighttime, eight to ten hours, 
it's so convincing every day. I did that every day for about two years. Wow. Um, and a and, uh, gentleman by the name of Simon Holmes was our director of food at the time. Uh, he really kind of took me out of his wing and started pouring into me. Um, just advised me uh, how to conduct myself in this in this business. Um, the whole time that I was there, I never knew that this young guy with the gray hair was always watching me and uh, encouraging me. And he, I had no idea he knew what I was doing. And that guy was uh, Coach Mike Novell. Um, he inspired me just by giving me confidence, knowing that I, I, can, I can do this. Um, knowing that I had been doing certain hardships to get to where I wanted to go. And um, I got a note in my Bible that I put in, I put in my Bible something that he wrote. I want to share this. And this was like maybe three years ago that he gave me this note. He said, Lock, I am grateful to be around a man that inspires me to be better every day. I appreciate your sacrifice and what you do to impact others around you in a positive way. Thank you for all you're doing. Keep climbing. I look at that that card every other day and that motivates me because it tells me what God has on my life, my purpose is speaking the football. Football field just an extension of the pulpit that God allowed me to minister his work on this journey. So that's why every day I get up, I post, and a lot of the posts, sometimes it's meant for me. It inspires me to keep going each and every day. But I love what I do. Um, this journey, is, it, it, it's, it's, it's been rough, it's been hard, but it's been fair. Let me ask you this, Coach. How old were you? You're sitting there in the back of your car, and, and life is not going well. How old were you when God, through His Holy Spirit, just opens up your your heart to Him, and He and He says, "How you know? When are you going to surrender all to Me?" Basically, how old were you when that happened? I mean, God has always been present in my life. I got baptized at the age of eight. Um, there at a church, um, one of the pilgrims there in uh, Montgomery, Alabama, in my neighborhood. And, you know, when, when my pastor, Pastor Watts, took me into the water, you know, my life changed from, from there. And like I said, uh, the things that I have experienced uh, allows me to be a uh, living witness, a true testimony to what the things that God can do. But on this journey, you know, you... You um, <laughs> you have some rough spots where you turn off the road, right or left, and you're not always on the on, on, on the straight road. But having that foundation had guided me uh, to a certain point. At the age of about 36, my life wasn't. Uh, I wasn't living that life um, that a man of, of God should have been. Living. I ran away from my purpose. I just didn't want to. Um, preach God's word. And that's the, that's the one thing I, I was stuck on preaching God's word. I want to live God's word and the way I was living my life was not um, the right way. Um, about six years ago, I stepped foot in a church, a life church, there in Memphis. Got a chance to hear the pastor named Pastor John and me and my wife started going to the life church and that forever changed, changed my life. Um, that's when things really started to change. I started seeing change in 
kind of uh, spoke how I started to carry myself. Um, the impact that I could have on people if I just made myself available to God. I always tell people all the time, God always around. If you make yourself available to God, you make yourself available to you. And I just started submitting myself and committing my life to to, to living the way God intended for me um, to live. And I served God, and I served Him every day. And God just started taking over everything else from now because I was living my life the way He intended for me to live. So, Coach, you know, you said you went and volunteered or got involved with, you know, the Memphis Strength Conditioning Staff. I want to talk about that a little bit more because you said you were working there and then you're working 10 to 12 hours a night. What led you or, or how did it happen exactly for you to go and work at Memphis and then decide to make that commitment to spend, to invest there? Well, my last year of coaching high school football, um, I was the office coordinator out at Cordova High School, um, working with the young men there. Uh, we finished the year 12 and 2. And, you know, a lonelier journey, you know, you have friends, you have things you go through. Uh, but I was at my wit's end of um, coaching high school football. It was not because of the kids. Um, Cause I love the kids. You know, my stay in contact with things that I text, um, you know, once a week because I have great love for them. But I was in my wits end of you know, grown men, you know, people that you coach with don't always feel long. Um, it was time for me to go, so I got on my knees and I asked God. I said, Lord, this is something that I, I, I want you to. Do. I want you to try to find a way into uh, coaching full time. God just put on my mind to uh, <laughs> I DM Josh Storms on, off of Twitter out of all things and he answered me back within two minutes um went from there went over talked to him and just started started working I didn't know I was doing start, started working yeah. in the weight room all my life started started working from there but you know, um, I quickly found out God has a uh, great sister human because it's something that he wanted me to uh, learn I learned humility um, all my time there at Memphis because the very closely that I was you know, pulling myself away from on the high school level, I ended up, you know, uh, who I got great respect for, ended up being a running back coach at Memphis. And I spent two years up on him while he was a running back coach at Memphis. But God, through that process, God taught me humility, told me how to be humble, told me that, you know, sometimes you have to, you may work with people you may not you know let's say agree with but you should respect them because they're in a position of authority um, you should respect them and, and help them just like you would help anybody else and I, I, I learned great humility uh, over my three years and, uh, yeah that is a very in, you know that's one thing that <clears throat> people don't think about but if you're not the top man if you know if you're not in charge you have to be a servant. Now, as Christians, that's what God calls us to be. He calls us to be servants, and He also calls us not to not to have enemies. And, and, and it's just interesting to see how the Holy Spirit was leading you. And so, you know, kind of kind of understand that, all that's moving forward. And then let's go back and talk about, you know, when Coach Norvell, uh, Coach Norvell n- noticed you and recognized you, 
what what drew him to you? Well, I know Coach, he would probably tell this tell this story. Uh, we had a thing on the sideline where Coach wanted everybody to say cash down third down. And, you know, I took it upon myself to say it louder than anybody. Every time third down would come, I would say, uh, what down is it? Cash down. And I, and I kept saying, because that's something that he asked to be done. Not knowing that it would, you know, have him watching me. I did because he's the head coach. He asked for it to, to be done. Yeah. And uh, I always thought, thought about this, you know, serving with a second mile attitude. Yes. I heard that from uh, Pastor John out there at our Church of Life Church. And that stuck with me. Serving with a second mile attitude. And I just, that moment, I committed myself to serving with a second mile attitude. If Coach Novell said, hey, guys, you saw trash around, hey, pick it up. You know what? I was going to serve with a second mile attitude. And I just fell in love with the principles um, that Coach Novell had established over there. You know, that service, sacrifice, respect. All three of those words you can find in, in, the, in the Word of God. Yeah. And you're right. We all put here to, to serve. Serve others. Impact others. Inspire others. And like I said, that I was just, I just, gravitated to him. Now, my connection with him has grown, and I learned to respect him not just as a football uh, coach. And I spoke to him the other night, and I told him that, uh, that he inspires me because I have seen his growth spiritually. Yeah. I have so much respect for uh, Mike Bell, like I said, because I have seen his growth spiritually. I mean, uh, I'm not very close to a lot of men. He's a guy that... Uh, that I really look up to. And um, also Sherman Morris, those guys that I have great respect for uh, because of what they have poured, poured into. So when he hired you to be um, the uh, head of high school relations there at Memphis, kind of what was his task to you? I mean, what did he want you to accomplish? And it was just something, hey, you're going to be the high school relations guy, you handle it, you make it work, or was they very, was there a very specific agenda that he gave you? Um, one thing about Coach Lombard, when he gives you a job, um, he gives you confidence in doing your job. Mine, like I said, I had great relationships with um, Coach there um, in the city of Memphis, um, and that was part of my job to stay connected with them, get, get those coaches on campus. Um, no matter how far I go in this profession or how, or how high I climb, um, I will always respect those coaches there in the city of Memphis. I will always see myself as a um, Memphis high school coach. Um, I don't get to where I'm at now without those coaches there in that city inspiring me. I had two guys in this city that that were with me the whole time I coached high school ball. At one point in time, I almost gave up on coaching high school ball. And a guy, he wasn't in the school, he watched me coach high school ball, called me up one day. Guy named Edward Jacobs, a guy that nobody would never know. He's part of the reason why I sit why I am. That God would send people in your life that you wouldn't even expect. A guy named Edward Jacobs called me up and said, Coach, I can't let you stop coaching. And you're good at what you do. Your impact, the way you inspire young men. 
and I sit there and I listen to him. Now, me and this guy have been friends for the past 10 years. They didn't know him. I talked to him once a day. Yeah. He was just a local guy in the community and helped the people. But I felt like God sent him for, for, for me. He has had a major impact on my life. The next guy was a guy by the name of Marco Goodman. <laughs> he always asked me, like, what's your end game? When I was working eight to ten hours, getting out in the morning time, going home to sleep for four hours, getting up and not just going to school for when practice started, I go check on my boys because I love them around 11 or 12 o'clock just to check on them, just to see if they were, how they were doing in class, were they carrying themselves the right way. Sometimes having to take kids to take them home, uh, sometimes having to, having to feed them. But that guy, he poured into me. He believed, he believed. Whatever I went to coach, he followed he is, he's um, an engineer. Yeah. But he believed in what I was doing. He's always me, like, what's the end game? And I, the relationships that I was able to, to, to build with the coaches there in that great city, they are lasting me forever. So whenever I get to the point where I feel like you know, things get hard, I think about uh, my journey. I think about those high school coaches there in the great city of Memphis and what they mean to me, how they motivated me to get to where I'm at. When I first got here to Florida State, I wrote a letter to every high school coach in Memphis. And I told them that I stand where I stand today because of you guys inspired me. And I will forever view myself as a Memphis high school coach. And I was a guy who didn't work in the school. I was just a local guy who just wanted to help. Didn't tell anybody about my playing career. I just wanted to help kids because those kids... They inspired me to change my life, not just as a football coach, but they inspired me to change my life as a man. They put me on course to be the man that I am now, to be able to minister God's word. Because before then, my life was in shambles. But God took a man like who was in just a mess and gave me direction. Made my life a true living testimony to the wonderful things that God can do if you just make yourself available to God. And I made myself available. Now, the only thing that I want to do is minister God's work. That's it. It's not about you. I want people to know that God's still here. He's still present in this world. He hasn't gone anywhere. We just got to find our way back to Him. You know, Coach, one thing that I'm thinking about <clears throat> that you said, you know, one of the first lessons or, or one of the great lessons that you learned there in Memphis was humility. And I, you know, and I really believe that we cannot lead for Christ until we're humble, until we count ourselves as insignificant. We count ourselves as nothing. And we look to the interests of others, as it says in Philippians. What is your goal to serve the coaches and, and at Florida State? How can you, as as you know, I mean, you're on staff. How can you shine as a light for those coaches and also those football players there at Florida State? My way of shining for the local high school coaches was Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee. Coaches out in Louisiana, Texas, wherever, all over the country. Uh, my only way I can honor those high school coaches is by carrying myself in a manner um, that all men should. We all are bridge builders when it comes to this profession. 
because we are the we are the men that are pouring into these guys that's playing this game. My way of, of of shining to the young men is by me continuing to carry myself the way I'm carrying myself. It's bigger than football. Football for me, like I say, it's just an, it's an extension of the, of, of the pulpit. So like I tell people all the time, like man, hey, man, you at Florida State? <laughs> yes, this is it, it, it is amazing being here at this school. It is absolutely amazing. But I would be happy to be coaching football anywhere because it gives me a platform to continue to um, talk about that. What I think, what I think is cool about your job, I've always thought this. You know, <clears throat> you know, everybody wants to try to get to the players, but I've always thought, man, if you could get to the high school football coaches, and you could, you know, and God's got to, God uses His people, but God's got to open up the hearts of the high school football coaches. But if you could get to the high school football coaches, and you could convince them to invest in the young man for Jesus Christ, but they can't do that until you can convince the the high school football coach he needs to surrender his life to Christ. And I'm like, man, you would have all these as you just referred to yourself as a minister. God's called you to be the recruiting, um, you know, high school relations, but. Bottom line is you're a minister, I'm a minister, and we minister to these kids. What I think is cool about your job and where God has placed you is you can proclaim the good news of the gospel to all of these high school football coaches who are desperately interested in what is going on at Florida State, you know, what kind of offense we run in defense. You know, that that would be part of the avenue to talk to you. Um, and then obviously recruiting aspects of, of your high school relations job. But it's just funny, it puts you there to be able to minister to all these high school football coaches. And I think that's really, um, it's just a testament to what God does. Yes, sir. Like I said, whether the high school coaches uh, want to believe it or not, you don't necessarily have to be behind a pulpit in the church. We are the church. The individual, we are the church. So the job that they do, they're ministering in their own life because guess what? You're pouring into these young men. So I, I think it's very important that you, as a coach, has a relationship with God because you are affecting the young men. You're pouring into They spend more time around you than they spend around their own families. So I think it's, it's, it's very important. Very, very important that they do have a true uh, relationship with God because they're pouring into these young men. They have a big um, affect them on these young men's Give us a story, Coach, um, of somebody that God has put in your life that that you know desperately needed you, and how God used you to impact their life for for for, for good. Like, probably what you know, just your best story. I could tell you one about a kid I thought was going to be in jail, and and he's in um, seminary right now. Well, there's a lot of kids that I have uh, dealt with over the years. Um, one in particular, it's, 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 a, it's a lot, because I stay in contact with a lot of my kids now. But um, my young man that I had at uh, Cardover High School uh, ended up going to Tennessee running back by the name of Jeremy Banks. I'm still in contact with the young man now. I love him to death. Takes him off. I don't know. They check on us. But uh, uh, I first met him um, the spring of his 10th grade year. 
begged his mother to let him stay with his father. And I told him, I said, that if he needs a son with me, um, he would end up being a, one of the best decks in the country and get an opportunity to, um, to go to college. And it, it turned out that way. Now, he hit some bumpy roads along the way with some things that um, um, uh, he ran into in life like we all do. But that young man, I continue to pour into him um, with the word of God, and I love him. I love him. I, I, I love him no matter uh, what goes on with him. Uh, I love him. He has a special place in my heart. And I'm so proud of him, um, of the things that he's trying to get done now. Uh, but it's a ton of him, man. And young men that I have poured into, some of them have broken my heart, but I still love him. One of the first young men that I poured into was named uh, Randy Chambers. Uh, he taught me a lot. Um, I had such big plans for this young man, but his life went the other way. I never lost love for him, though. But um, working with him uh, when I first started coaching, um, it taught me a lot. Um, it actually affected my life, made me look at my life um, and how, uh, how, I, how I was approaching the young, the young man. But it's a ton of, <laughs> it's a ton of young men that I uh, had in my life. They're uh, in Memphis coaching. Uh, that I'll never forget and they are always be in my life like I said uh, I'm only the man that I am uh, today because of those young men that I was fortunate enough to coach there in the city of Memphis Coach I always like to ask the question uh, but I, I think you might be living your dream. Always at the end, I like the coach. Like you know, uh, what are what's a big dream of yours? A big goal of yours? And you might be living your dream being there at Florida State right now. But what are some what are some goals that you would like to accomplish um, in in the next few years? Um, you say living my dream. Uh, my dream was to. Uh, Play the game uh, to the best of my ability. I got there this day long. Um, God actually saved my life with that happening. Um, but my dream um, has absolutely nothing to do with the game of football. My dream is when my time has come, my day of judgment come, it's for God to just say to me, Carlos, job well done. Yeah. I know I live my life. Um, up to a certain point until God starts speaking to my heart. Um, you know, a lot of times, people let your uh, past hold you back. And I did that for a long time because of things that I had been involved in, things that I had done. But I allow God to um, speak to my heart. A man never forgives, but God always does. God look past your faults. My, my dream is now is just to live my life totally for God. And be able to spread God's words, be able to make my life an open book to the things that I've experienced, things that I've done, um, to be able to impact others and inspire others um, through the great word of God. That's my dreams. Football, secondary. For me, it is my faith, um, my wonderful wife, Victoria Lockley, my son, uh, Donovan Lockland and my daughter, Donovan Lockland, just for them to see that um, that God dwells in in the impact that I, I want to have, the, the stories I want to be to tell, the things that I've been through, the things that God has brought me, brought me through. So my dream is, at the end of the day, 
when my day of judgment has come and I have to face God, I just want to hear words. Carlos, God well done. That's awesome, Coach. And, uh, man, it, it's encouraging to talk to you and uh, just meet men like you who love the Lord and, and whose goals and dreams are what you just mentioned. That's a challenge to, to me and to us all. And, uh, man, I wish you nothing but, you know, good luck if, you know, whatever, <laughs> not good luck, but just blessings at uh, Florida State. And um, I always end praying, if you don't mind. I know you don't. No, sir, I don't. I really don't. Lord, coming for you today, I just want to praise and thank you for Coach Locke and all that you have done in his life, Lord. He's, he's had a rough pass, and Lord, all the trials that he has been through, Lord, you have brought him out. And every trial that you have put him through, you have used uh, so that he can now minister to so many different people. And uh, Lord, it's just awesome to see what you're doing in his life. I pray that you would bless his family. And, uh, Lord, that, that they would uh, transition well to Tallahassee. And I pray, Lord, that you would uh, bless his time there at Florida State and bless the whole entire staff. It sounds like Coach Norvell is a, is a great Christian, godly man, and we always root for people like that. So we pray that you would bless the whole staff and, Lord, that they would uh, be able to uh, have success, but Lord, also more importantly, point people and, and young men to Jesus Christ. And Lord, we love you.
Christ in me From life's first cry to final breath Jesus commands my destiny Yeah.